Yo, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Optimize Your Body podcast. Today's going to be, again, very, very valuable. We're going to talk about mindset and stuff today. But before I get into that, basically, I just wanted to say for anyone on the Instagram Live or any of my awesome podcast audience, right, I have an amazing program that I'm going to give you for free, right? And also, at the same time, you're going to get access to my, uh, my email list. All you've got to do is sign up to my email list, and you'll get this free training and nutrition plan, essentially. Right, it's a kickstart guide, and some of the methods in there, and the the diet. Sorry, I don't want to say diet, the nutrition stuff and training stuff. It is essentially gold, and I've helped loads of clients get into the shape of their life with the methods in that plan. So what I'll do is, um, the best thing to do is just go go to my Instagram, and I'll I'll leave it in the show notes for anyone listening to my podcast. I'll leave the link in there, um, to check the show notes if you're listening back to this podcast. Click the link, put your email address in there. Then you're going to get like two emails a week from me, so you're going to get a ton of value right? From these emails alone. And then you're also going to get that guide for free. So the other thing you could do is right now, you can just go to my Instagram. If anyone's watching the live or whatever, sorry, even if you're listening back, uh, just click, go to the link in my bio on my Instagram, click the link in my bio, bang. And you're going to get the, uh, the option to sign up for that free training and nutrition plan. Like if you, if you don't get that, I mean, it's just silly to be honest, because like it's free. So go ahead and get that, right? I just wanted to say that. So what I want to talk about, ladies and gents, right, today is I want to talk about mindsets, right? Now, mindset, let's, let's just talk about like this, because we hear so much about mindset now, it's almost like everyone's talking about, right? Let's be honest, everyone is talking about bloody mindset, okay? And, you know, it's all about mindset, you've got to build a resilient mindset, bulletproof mindset, you know, I've heard it all, and it's fantastic, you know what I mean? It's really, really good. But, you know, at the same time, Again, just like nutrition and everything else, it can be very overwhelming, right? Because mindset is very, very broad. And I'm going to break down, well, roughly around about 10 principles here in terms of what you really need to focus on to basically build your best body and transform your body and your life, right? Or let's just say to build your best body and, and effectively reinvent yourself and transform your life. Because everyone knows about my journey, right? I've had to literally completely change who I am and essentially step into a new version of Martin Silva to be where I'm at now with my body, with my health, with my business, with my relationship. You know what I mean? I've had to literally work so hard on myself and I've acquired so much wisdom on this journey, right? And having coached, you know, hundreds of people uh, and changed like over a thousand lives really by proxy, including the stuff I do online, you know, I'm just going to tell you how it is as usual. I'm going to tell you the key things which have also helped me help my clients overcome limiting beliefs, basically build a resilient mindset so they can bounce back from setbacks and ultimately uh, have the patience required to build the body of their dreams, right? Because that is a big element here, which I'm going to talk about is patience. That's where I've seen so many people fall off and essentially go backwards uh, because they lost patience, right? And then, you know, effectively the self-sabotage and all that kind of stuff kicks in. So anyway, let's get stuck into this, right? So just a little sip of water, bear with me. Water. That's what we say in the UK. Like I know most of my uh, podcast audience here, half of them are in America. Uh, we say water. Uh, we we skip the tea. And uh, my, my girlfriend always takes the piss out of me for that. And that's another thing as well. In, in the UK, we say a lot, taking the piss. You're taking the piss, mate. Anyway, let's get stuck in before I go off on one. So the first thing I wanted to talk about, which is, I would say the most important thing is, you know, having a self-belief, right? Self-belief versus limiting beliefs, okay? 
Now, this is essentially what holds most people back, not just with getting in shape, but also in life in general, right? It's it's limiting beliefs, and, and we all have them. That's the thing. It's normal, right? And I think that's the most important thing is normalizing some of this stuff because ultimately most of us get it. Uh, but the differences between people who are successful and people who are not is essentially, and when I say success, I'm not talking about like, you know, earning money. I'm talking about success in general, right? So building the body, being successful on your fitness journey, it can be anything, however you define that. They have the ability to overcome limiting beliefs, right? Uh, and limiting beliefs will essentially hold you back, right? And that, I'm not going to go too deep on this stuff, but building self-belief, right, is quite simple. You know, limiting beliefs can come in many different forms. You know, you feel like you're not good enough. That can be coming from childhood. It can be because, you know, with health and fitness, for example, most people have tried and failed countless times. And it's no doubt then you have a limiting belief in terms of, ah, am I going to be able to do this? I've failed so many times. And you tell yourself this story. So ultimately, if we just simplify things, I don't want to go too deep and heavy with this stuff because you're going to come away essentially with nothing valuable because it's just too deep. And you come away and go, yay, I, I learned loads about mindset, but you implement fuck all, right? Excuse the French. So, you know, self-belief, let's talk about that, right? And with my journey and obviously all the clients I've coached, you know, I've helped so many clients overcome these limiting beliefs, right? And I'm, again, I'm going to keep it really simple. We build self-belief by taking action, okay? And ultimately, confidence, building confidence, right, is the key for self-belief, of course, in any area of your life. Building confidence requires evidence, right? So I've said this before, but imagine, you know, there's certain areas of your life, you might be watching this or listening back, and ultimately you're successful maybe in your professional life or whatever, right? And you look back and you go, oh, okay. And you might be confident in that area. Okay, you've done well with your career. You're making a living. You're feeding your family, whatever. Congratulations, that's great. And that's because you built confidence in that arena, right? You've built confidence and you have evidence of that, right? You look back at your journey and you go, yeah, actually, you know, I've climbed the ladder. I've been successful simply because you didn't quit. You built confidence along the way and you have evidence that you've had success in that area, right? And the same goes for building the body you desire, right? You have to take action, right? And when you take action, you build confidence because you start getting results, you start getting momentum. And then over time, that essentially builds self-belief. So self-belief comes from essentially, you know, setbacks, keeping going, not quitting for a long period of time, right? Again, I want to keep things quite simple here because we can over, and don't get me wrong, we, you know, there's traumas, there's you know, traumas you've had in the past and all these things and mental health issues. And I get it. It is, it is complex. But if we strip away all the bullshit, right? And we just go take action, momentum, you build confidence when you start seeing results. And that's what happens with clients, right? Even when, just to give you an example, we do this thing in the group, right? Where we get the clients to post uh, their 10 biggest wins within their first 30 days, right? Because, you know, celebrating your wins is really, really important. Celebrating small milestones, right? Because otherwise you, you're constantly looking forward at results and you're not really appreciating the work you've put in. And that goes back to what I was saying then in your career, in your professional life. Look back, for example, the last six months, the last year, the last X amount of years, right? And, you know, look at the, the results you've had, right? Look at how far you've come. You have to do that. Anyway, so people do that and then boom, 30 days, they, they pretty much see their body respond better than it has in years anyway, right? And they're, they're, in, they're almost in the shape of their life within 30 days. And then they put their 10 biggest wins and then they keep the momentum Obviously, it gets, it gets challenging. You know, at the start, in a sense, it can be a little bit easier at the start of your journey. We all know that, right? 30 days is nothing. You know, I don't do short-term shit. But then they keep going. They get momentum. They have the setbacks, the usual stuff, which I'm going to talk about next, about life getting in the way. And then when they see and feel results, they build confidence. And then they have me in their corner. They have a community. And obviously, we instill that self-belief into them as well. 
No, you can do it. You are going to bounce back. Yeah, you did slip up, but guess what? You're going to keep going, right? And with the methods we use and stuff and the approach we use is personalized for everyone. So when they start seeing results quick, they keep going and that builds self-belief. It's, it's really that simple, my friend, right? Remember, confidence requires evidence. I'm sure you've got evidence. If you're struggling to get in shape or, or ready to get into the shape you want to get in, all you got to do is transfer the work you put into other areas, right? And build that self-belief and confidence. It's easier said than done, of course, right? But it really is that simple. So the second thing I wanted to talk about is, is accepting, right? This is a big thing when it comes to building the, you know, like the, the physique that I've got now, for example, I'll use my physique as an example and many of my, my highest performing clients. Ultimately, they accepted, I accept, life gets in the way. Occasionally, you're going to get sick, unfortunately, right? Depending on the person, maybe you don't get sick very often, maybe you get sick, whatever, right? You're going to get run down or sick. You're going to get, when's life not stressful? Life's always stressful. You might have personal stuff going on. You might have more work stuff going on. Life is going to get stressful. We're going to have real bad shit happen to us, and life is just the way life goes, right? I'm not trying to be negative, just being real here. And it's going to happen, right? So the, key, the second thing is accepting that life is going to get in the way, right? And we anticipate these things, for example, you know, in the group, we anticipate these things in advance, right? But accepting, like, you know, stress, sickness, you know, all those things, God forbid, touch wood, you know, little injuries or whatever, whatever that is, right? You've got to accept these things are going to happen, right? And, you know, because when we look at health and fitness, we look at like building the body and yeah, I want to get shredded. And, you know, we'll sometimes look at people that we want to look like or whatever. I know a lot of people listening to this, it is more about health, energy, performance, which is great. But ultimately, most people want to improve the way their body looks as well. And it's all a, a ripple effect, right? But you've got to look at that. You know, we, we look at this perfect picture of, you know, yeah, I'm going to just like, stick to the plan, stick to my macros, do my workouts, and I can't wait to get in shape. Fantastic. It's great when everything's perfect, right? But as I talked about last time, perfect, you know, perfection doesn't exist. Life is going to get the way. It's going to throw you off guard. Some people might have kids. There's all these different things which come into play. Life, you know, you have to adapt things around life, right? So it's accepting that, you know, it's not going to be perfect. You have to be consistent and you have to, this is why I always say, you know, with mindset, it's setting minimum and maximum non-negotiables. For example, Right. This week, I've got a busy week. Let's say you've got a lot of stress going on, lots of busy work stuff, whatever, stuff going on with the kids. It can be anything. Right. My minimum non-negotiable sessions in the gym is going to be two this week. Although normally I'll do four, this week I'm going to set a minimum of two. Right. And then guess what happens? You actually get a bigger dopamine. If you were to get three sessions in, for example, research shows this, you get a bigger dopamine hit from doing the two sessions or three because you've hit your target. Whereas if you set the bar, and this is what most people do, they set unrealistic goals. This is just an example with workouts per week. And then if you don't hit that, so I think it's something like on average, your dopamine levels can increase by 50% if you over exceed your goal, right? For example, three sessions instead of two in a week. But if you set the bar too high, you've got a busy week, you've got loads going on, I'm still going to do my four workouts and you're being unrealistic and you get two or three in, then you get a dopamine like drop essentially. And Essentially, you can feel like shit then because of the, the bar you've set for yourself and then the story you've told yourself. So that's really, really important, setting realistic goals as well, right? I'm just going to go through these point by point, right? And again, like, like I always say, if you can dissect one thing out of this, right, and have an awareness moment or implement one thing, right, or have me in your voice when something happens, when you get a setback or, you know, something happens, have me in your head internalized you know, <laughs> with what I said on this podcast, fantastic. With one sentence, that's all it takes sometimes. So the thing I wanted to talk about, which is extremely important, right? And, and everyone knows this anyway, but it's the ability to bounce back from setbacks, right? 
And I'm, I've made these two mindsets up here, right? This is not like a real thing, but I've just made them up. The victim mindset, right? That is a mindset. The victim mindset versus the empowered mindset. Victim mindset might be a real thing, but I think I just made the empower one up. Now, it's essentially two mindsets, right? And I, I've seen this from all the people I've coached over the years as well. There's the victim mindset, and then there's the, you know, the, the mindset which takes ownership and then essentially gets empowerment instead of disempowerment. The victim mindset, disempowered, take an ownership mindset, <laughs> making this up here, sounds good though. Take an ownership mindset equals empowerment, right? Remember that. So, you know, the victim, someone who doesn't take ownership, who is constantly kind of complaining about their situation, you know, whinging about stuff, but essentially not taking action, you know, everything's someone else's fault. Oh, you know, yeah, I didn't, uh, you know, hit my targets with protein. This I'm just using a random example here. I didn't hit my target with protein this week because I had uh, this work thing going on, this work event. So that threw me off. Instead of saying I didn't have a meal prepared, so essentially I lacked time management and structure, they'll they'll blame something else. That's a real random example. Or you know, uh, I didn't get to the gym this week because uh, I needed more sleep. I was really tired and I had to work late. Right. Instead of saying, oh, you know, I went to bed late. So what I did is I just trained on another day instead, or, you know, I could have put my phone down earlier or just got out of bed, simply getting my ass out of bed and stop being lazy. Right. Uh, they'll always blame something else, right. Or someone else. Right. So that's the victim. And then taking ownership, right. Is where you get empowerment. Right. So I have the ability over the years. And by the way, I used to play the victim. I'm, I'm talking from experience. I've done this. Okay where I used to play the victim. Uh, we've all done it where we feel sorry for ourselves. Oh, you know, it, it's your fault. It's his fault. It's their fault. It's work's fault. It's whoever's fault. And ultimately then you get disempowered, right? Because you can't take ownership. And then you, because when you take ownership and you, right now I have the ability and my highest performing clients, they have the ability. Let's just say for me, if something doesn't go right, I can look myself in the mirror and I can say, Martin, you screwed up. All right, mates, we need to improve on this. Bang, move forward, done. There might be a little bit of emotion involved first and foremost, and there might be a bit of pain involved, but pain drives action. And when you relate this to fitness, my highest performing clients, you know, if someone doesn't go their way, or for example, they don't get to go to the gym or whatever, I'm just using random examples here, you know, nutrition or whatever, they go overboard on the weekend because they had a social engagement. They have the ability to go, do you know what? Like, okay, I slipped up. I'm going to give myself that permission to slip up, right? I'm a human being. But guess what? I'm going to bounce back. I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to be a victim now and be soft and then hit the off button, essentially, because that's what you're doing. I'm just going to be straight up. They go, right, okay, cool. Slipped up. Yep, that hurts. That's painful. I'm going to bounce back and keep going. Simple as that. So remember that is, is you can play the victim, right, and be disempowered, or you can take ownership and be empowered. It's really that simple. It's not complicated. The next thing then is, you know, willing to put the work in and, and take the smart approach, right? So they always say the cliche thing, you know, work hard or work smart, you know, don't work hard, work smart. Essentially, you need to do both. All right. So, you know, for example, building the physique, there's been times where I've worked really, really hard in the gym where I've been really, really dialed with my nutrition, tracking everything meticulously. When I was bodybuilding, even when I wasn't, to be honest, I was still doing it off stage or whatever. And you have to do that at times. You have to work hard. You have to build that awareness. For example, I wouldn't say tracking is for everyone tracking food. But for most people, it's a valuable tool, which you're going to get a lot, of a lot of benefit from. This is just another example. But then you have to take that smart approach as well. So, you know, there's a place to work hard and, you know, work really hard in the gym, hit some PBs, you know what I mean? Be really dialed with the nutrition for a period of time. 
and be super, super dialed, right? That's going to pay off, but obviously everything comes at a price. So you're going to have to sacrifice certain other things. It might be social engagements. It might be, you know, seeing less of certain people. It might be maybe doing less work if you go into the gym six days a week, just spending X amount of time in the gym. Sometimes that frees up less time for you to maybe do some stuff in your business or when you put, you know, so everything comes at a, a price, but there's a place to really go above and beyond and work hard and get those results with your physique. I'm going to be straight. But the key thing is, is having the smart approach. So yes, you've got to push yourself. Yes, you've got to be dialed. Yes, you've got to sacrifice. And that's where the hard work is. But you've got to be smart. And, and that's the biggest piece. So again, I'm going to relate this to people that I take on within the community and everything else and, and clients, because it's going to benefit you because these are real everyday people, right? And we have to take the smart approach when it comes to like, okay, so why have you not been getting the results you've had before? Okay, because a lot of people who come to me, like I said before, not everyone, there's a few people who are, you know, gem pop and they come in and they need to put more work in, right? Simple as that. But a lot of people have already been putting put the work in, uh, type A personalities, you know, high achievers, but they need to take the smart approach because they're not getting the results that they want, right? So it's like, right, why have you not been getting, that's the question, why have you not been getting the results, okay, is the first thing I ask myself. And then, right, what approach do we need to take? We need to change the approach, we need to throw a curveball, switch up what you're doing, train the smart way, hit your body parts more frequently, take the intensity down, right? So less is more for some people. But for a lot of people, that's not the case. You have to work harder. So it really depends on the individual, right? But either way, you have to have a smart approach. Like I always talk about, if you want to be sustainable, you want to get sustainable results, right? To be honest, anyone can get results in a short amount of time. I was talking about that 30-day thing, which is great getting results in 30 days. But ultimately, you know, 90 days even, like with my program, fantastic. But that's like the foundation. How do you get results that you can keep forever, right? How a year from now, like, you know, you need to be in shape a year from now. You need to be in the shape of your life a year from now and be in a place where you can sustain those results. That's the art, right? So it has to be sustainable. You have to make changes that you can stick to and you have to make one to two changes at a time instead of the usual trying to change everything at once, back to square one. I'm sure you can resonate with that if you're listening back to this. You've tried to change too much in the past. You may have dropped a bit of weight or whatever, or you may have even hit your target of how much weight you want to lose. And then you go, right, okay, boom, I've hit my target. This is a common thing. I've hit my target. Now I'll just go back to what I was doing because no one wants to, the reality is as humans, we always seek the path of least resistance. And by the way, I'm going to be having a little rant on this uh, podcast and Instagram live. People love the rants anyway. You know, we all seek the path of least resistance as humans. We always want the easy route. That's just what we do. Okay. So ultimately, you know, if you're not getting it, where was I going with this then? Yeah. So if, and where was going with that then? That was going to be a, a gem then as well. Yeah. So we always seek the path of least resistance. So if you're looking to get sustainable results, right, and you've got, that's what I was going to say, so you've hit your target, you've lost X amount of weight, and then you go, right, okay, this is too hard. I'm going to go back to what I was doing before. And then you just gain all the weight back, and you go not back to square one, you go worse. You take one step forward and two steps back, right? Because psychologically, it's really damaging when that happens. So you've got to have a smart approach, you know what I mean? And uh, I'm not going to go into the science of that today. This episode's about mindset. The next thing, this is kind of the fifth point now, discipline, consistency, and patience. Everyone talks about this stuff, right? It's actually a little bit annoying, to be honest. I'm going to be straight up here. You know, I see people posting like infographics and they've never actually coached anyone. They, they put like an infographic on their Instagram, like, you know, like discipline, consistency, and patience. Get sunlight in the morning, go for a walk. It's that simple. And it sounds fantastic on paper. And I, and I think that's good. I'm not trying to talk shit about these people because I think having people to have that awareness is fantastic. But the reality is, if it was that simple, again, everyone would be walking around with six-pack abs. As we know, like there's very few people that are, okay? So discipline, consistency, and patience are the key three ingredients, essentially, 
to long-term success. Discipline and consistency, like I say, for example, a lot of my clients come in, they've already got those elements. Again, some of them haven't. They need to, they need to be more consistent and disciplined. But if I talk about some of my type A's, they basically, they've already been disciplined and consistent, already at a decent level, but want to get to the next level. And then the, the, the hardest for everyone, what I'm trying to say is the hardest thing for everyone, even listening back to this, is going to be the patience, right? It's going to be the patience. So you might be putting the work in, right? You might have done it for a month. You might have put two or three months of hard work in, right? And you're getting good results, and then you lose patience, right? And then what you start doing is you might start comparing yourself to other people and into your own heads, maybe playing the victim a little bit. You know, ah, oh, you know, I should I should be doing better than this. Why have I not lost more weight, right? And then you lose trust in the process because you're telling yourself this bullshit story that you deserve to be getting better results when in reality you don't. You've got to put more time in, right? Simple as that. Takes time. Takes a year, right? To really, I'm going to be straight with you. You want to look at a year consistency minimum, right? For you to really have that solid foundation and a real transformation. You know what I'm saying? Like you can do it in three to six months, fantastic. And you, you'll have a physical transformation that you'll want to show people if you do it the right way. You know, like literally before and after, boom, look at my results. But you really want to look at a year, right? So, you know, I've been doing, I've been doing this for a long time, almost two decades now I've been consistent for, right? And yeah, I'm in fantastic shape all year round. But some people say to me like, oh, you know, what is it you're doing and how did you do it? It's like, well, almost two decades <laughs> of being consistent with training and then really making huge changes to my lifestyle and stuff like that and, you know, overcoming a poor relationship with food, et cetera. So patience is the key. And ultimately, I see that. It's a shame that I've seen people do that. Full transparency, people have joined my program and you know they've, they've got to 90 days and they've had fantastic results. And then they've listened to someone or maybe it could be a partner. It could be just like, you know, or, or, or comparing themselves to unrealistic stuff online, which to be honest, a lot of the before and afters you see online, this is an important point for you, is essentially bullshit. I'm just going to say how it is. Like a lot of them are just, you don't see what goes into it. Some of them might be genuine and fantastic and great and inspiring. Fantastic. That's awesome. Um, but a lot of them don't tell the full story. And a lot of them gain all the weight back and stuff like that. You don't see any of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes and the, the work that person's put in. But ultimately, what happened after that short-term transformation? Remember, most people don't maintain it, over 85% of people. right? So you got to remember that as well. So a lot of people look at stuff like that or they're following one too many fitness influencers who are in amazing shape all year round. You know, and they're posting all these short-term results. And then ultimately they go, oh, you know what? Like, this is not working for me, right? And it's like, come on, like, come on. It's going to take more time. Yeah, don't get me wrong. In 90 days, they get a great transformation. But having the expectations, having your expectations set, right? And having patience in terms of getting to that next level after that three months or six months or however long it takes you is the key, right? So patience is key. The next thing then is, uh, is self-discipline, right? It needs to be rewarded, essentially, right? This is a big one, right? Self-discipline with me, for example, people say, how do you do it? How are you disciplined all the time? How do you, how, you know, willpower? It's like people think that I'm constantly relying on, well, a lot of people, not everyone, not people who listen to this podcast because you're smart and you know me inside out pretty much. Basically, you can't rely on willpower forever, right? So with discipline, it's like, it's not something that should be constantly hard and painful all of the time. That's not what discipline is. Yes, it's hard and painful some of the time. But self-discipline needs to be rewarded, okay? Essentially with me, because I've been doing this for such a long time, and it always goes back to my message of health over aesthetics, okay, what really keeps, you can ask anyone who hasn't got an eating disorder or body dysmorphia, body dysmorphia majorly, right? There is some people who are in good shape on the outside, right? And they've trained consistently for years and years and years, 
but they still are driven mainly by the aesthetics, right? And they've got major body image issues, right? Which, which keeps them going, but it's coming from a place of insecurities, which is not healthy. And most of those people are not healthy. But most people you ask who've been at this for a long time are in incredible shape like myself, physically, mentally, emotionally. Essentially, they're going to tell you what keeps them going is the health, is the mental and emotional benefits. And they get re we get rewards. We get a dopamine hit, right? From a massive dopamine surge from essentially putting the work in, right? So from eating good foods, right? So for example, when I had my first meal today, I love the taste of the foods I eat, first and foremost. But secondly, I know that, that those foods serve me. They're going to make me feel good. They're going to give me good performance, mental clarity, gut health. You know what I mean? Like just intuitively, I know those foods are good for me, right? And that gives me a reward, a little bit of a dopamine hit, right? Go into the gym as a better example, you know, or... Doing jujitsu, for example, now, I haven't even been going to the gym for the last couple of weeks because I've, I've got my jujitsu comp on Saturday. And this is, even, this is a good example, actually, because jujitsu is even harder for me. I do not enjoy jujitsu as much as I enjoy lifting weights. Well, I don't get the sit. I mean, I do enjoy it. I wouldn't say as much. Maybe I do. I don't know. It's a hard one to put my finger on. Like lifting weights will always be my first love, put it that way, right? That's always going to be my first love. The thing I fell in love with, the thing that got me through tough times in life, my therapy, my my place of worship, if you like, right? So going to jiu-jitsu is really, really hard for me, for example, right? And I've been doing more and more, like I did four classes last week, which is the more I've done in ages. I've been doing like pretty much every day this week, had a private. And, you know, when I get up at six in the morning to do it, like I've said before, I do not want to do it. Uh, I do not want to go and do it, right? I don't want to go and roll around with sweaty men at six in the morning. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's not feeling, you know, and I've got that warm blanket over me and it's dark outside now here, right? So anyway, but I have, I've attached a reward to that. I've attached like, oh, this is really benefiting me. You know, I'm meeting good people. I'm learning a skill. I'm learning self-defense. You know, I always have that reward as well after I've trained as well. And after I've done jujitsu, I look forward to having my black coffee as well. Then I get a bigger dopamine hit. So not only am I getting the endorphins and the dopamine from exercise, right? By the way, endorphins is like essentially the same pathway as the opiate system. So, you know, I, I don't know why I use this example. This is a really shit example. People who take heroin comes to mind. I don't know why. Uh, I'd recommend the gym over heroin, my friend. But <laughs> but no, it's the same pathway. So, you know, endorphins is giving you like a endorphin, morphine, right? It's the same pathway. Probably screwing this up. Long story short, the best natural antidepressant is exercise. It's been proven in research to be better and more effective than most antidepressant medication out there, right? So long story short, you get that dopamine, that endorphin. So I'm getting that reward from it. So although it's hard getting out of bed, I have that reward in my head for, you know, for when I get to the gym and afterwards and how I feel and the benefits it adds to my life. All the other benefits is the mental and emotional health. It keeps me stable. It helps me make better decisions. It helps me show up better for my clients. It helps me show up better in my relationship. I'm in a better mood. My energy levels, I can keep going down the list. All those rewards I get from it is what keeps me going. So self-discipline, my friend, needs to be rewarded. The only way it's rewarding is me going back to the previous point of you putting the work in for a period of time where you get to the point where health is number one. Body, great. You want to improve the way your body looks, you're going to be driven by that. Nothing wrong with having goals, your physique, weight loss, great. The number one needs to be mental and emotional health and the benefits that you get other than how you look, uh, those rewards, and that is what's going to keep you going long-term. Simple as that. And just to wrap this up now, there's a few more points now. This is I'm just going to go through these pretty quick now so I can hopefully answer a few questions. Number seven is your vision needs to be bigger than your challenges, right? Again, I'm going to use examples with my clients, right? Because we set goals, we have a vision, we, we focus on what's important to the client in terms of like why it's important to them. And essentially that vision needs to be bigger than the challenges you're going to face. 
Simple as that, right? So you've got to have, right, okay, what kind of person do I want to become? What results do I want to get? And ultimately, you know, when you really have that vision, like you, why? Essentially, it comes down to your real reason to change. Like, why is it important to you? Like, for example, I've mentioned this before, but, you know, some people come to me and it's like, they have these like empty goals, if I'm honest. They're just shallow empty. And essentially, it's not going to be enough to keep you going when things get tough. So for example, I want to lose 10 kilos. Okay, cool. What, well, why is that important to you? Ah, uh, you know, I just want to drop a bit of fat. Okay, well, let's go a bit deeper on that. That's not going to keep you going when things get tough, right? That's not a big enough vision. That's not a big enough real, real uh, reason to change. Might sound a bit woo-woo and almost a little bit annoying, to be honest, because if you're listening back to this, you're like, screw all that. I just want to lose the weight and look better, right? Simple. But you have to have a real reason to change, right? And this ties into your vision. Just like and a, a better example is like, right, okay, let's go deep. Because it, it will go deeper. So you've got to put the work in and think about why it's important to you. And when I have my opening call with people, we go super deep, super deep on this. Like questions they've never been asked before, to be honest, a lot of the times. It's like, okay, I want to lose uh, 10 kilos. Why is that important to you? Ah, uh, you know, I just want to look good. Why do you want to look good? Ah, uh, you know, don't feel too comfortable in my clothes. Okay, great. Sorry about this, but I'm just going to ask you because I really like to understand my clients and my prospects on a deep level. I'm going to ask you some more questions. So apologies for this, right? But I want to go deeper here because I really want to understand where you're at and what your real reason to change is because this is vital, okay? And this ties into your vision. Okay, so, you know, why do you want to fit in better clothes? Oh, you know, I just don't feel comfortable around my work colleagues. And it's really affecting the way I show up in work. And, you know, it's affecting my confidence. And, and, and what I, what's happening there then is, you know, when I'm doing presentations in work and, you know, I see my face on the screen, on the Zoom screen and, you know, my face is looking a bit overweight and stuff like that. I get into my own head and then I'm not performing as well. And not only that, in my relationships with my partner, you know, what, what's happening is because I'm not feeling too good about myself internally, what's happening is that's bouncing off onto my partner. And what I'm doing is I'm reacting more. I'm getting short fused. I'm, I'm blaming it on him then. And what's that? Okay. Thanks for sharing. How's that impacting you? Well, to be honest, it's having a really negative effect on the relationship. But and don't get me wrong. People don't always go this deep and they don't want to open up about this. So that's totally fine. I'm giving you just a random example here now, ladies and gents, right? Oh, you know, it's having a negative impact on the relationship. It's putting strain on the relationship. You know, it's causing conflict, et cetera. You know, and then obviously I have kids and, you know, I want to be living longer for them. Not only living longer, I want to be feeling better. I want to be setting a good example for my kid. So, you know, it goes deeper and deeper. These are, this is just, again, random examples, but, you know, to lose weight, lose a couple of kilos, my friend. I'm sorry, that's not going to keep you going. That's not going to stretch your vision enough, all right? So that's really, really important. The next three points, really simple. I've mentioned before, your environment is key, right? When it comes to getting into the shape of your life physically and not just your environment in terms of who you spend time with. Obviously, say this every time, but you become an average of the five people you spend the most time with. We all know that, but a lot of people don't really take that seriously enough and they continue spending time with people who don't align with their values and then they end up wondering why years from now they're in the same position, if not worse. And also it's the emotional environment as well. Emotional environment could be social media. Uh, who are you following on social media? Who are you comparing yourselves to? Like, for example, like people following me now, like a fitness professional, uh, someone who's an expert in his field, you know, let's take me out of the equation. Let's say you're following people who are in good shape and they're uh, posting like, like I do a lot of the time, right? Shirtless pictures or whatever, or I'm doing some of my videos shirtless. Fantastic, right? Basically, you know, uh, what was I going to say with that then? I just had a thought then, which threw me off guard. It's great following those people like the fitness influencers who are in good shape, but you don't need to follow hundreds of them, right? Who are looking great all the time and you're comparing yourselves to them. Because comparison can be a good thing, but if you're constantly comparing yourself to others or you're comparing your life, to, and, and you got to remember with social media, for example, it's everyone's highlight reel, et cetera, right? 
So you've got to look at that emotional environment as well. In other words, social media, who you're following, you know, are you following people on there, for example, who are not aligning with your standards? So I always say to clients as well, and I need to do this myself more option, but unapologetically unfollow anyone who's not adding tremendous value to your life on social media. Take that as an action step after this, right? Or people who are making you feel worse about yourself and stuff. But yeah, environment goes deep, but obviously spending time with the right people, being in the right environments as well. So if you're going out, like you said, I always say it's easier to avoid temptation than it is to resist it. So, you know, if you have problems with alcohol and you go into, you know, nightclubs and bars every weekend, then, you know, you're putting yourself in the lion's den and there's only so long you can go without trying to resist temptation all the time. So simple stuff like that. But environment is key when it comes to mindset, of course. Last, last two points now, number nine is um, personal stuff. I've gone through so much stuff here, to be honest. But again, I probably could have just dropped less stuff in this podcast, to be honest. To be honest, you know, the reality is if you can take one or two things away from it, then fantastic, right? Uh, a big one here is personal standards versus motivation. A lot of people always talk about motivation. I might even do, to be honest, I might even do another podcast on one of these points, to be honest, because you can go so deep on these things. I think it'll be really valuable. I'll make a note of that after this. But personal standards versus motivation, it actually gets a little bit frustrating, but I understand it as well with motivation, like because everyone's saying, you know, no days off, you know, motivation, you know, get off your ass. You should be motivated. Reality is motivation is a feeling, it's fleeting, it comes and goes. You can't rely on it to get in shape. Personal standards over motivation. This is what I always talk to clients about, right? Focusing on your personal standards, right? You're not going to be motivated all the time. I'm not motivated all the time. You know, uh, Rafa, who actually, uh, Raphael, for example, who's on the line here now, who uh, gave me an awesome, awesome jiu-jitsu session yesterday, by the way. Shout out to, to Rafa, Raphael. Essentially, you know, doing jujitsu, I didn't, I wasn't motivated to do it. Like last week to do four sessions and stuff like that, get out of bed at 5.30 a.m. And I wasn't motivated to do it. Obviously, I enjoy doing it, et cetera. I didn't feel like doing it, but I've done it anyway, right? So you got to do the shit you don't want to do. That's discipline. Discipline is just doing the stuff regardless of, of whether you're motivated or not, right? So forget about motivation. Motivation's great. You know, I just had a coffee then. I felt motivated to come on this live. Yay, fantastic. Great feeling. Doesn't last though, right? It's great. If you're motivated, awesome. Make the most of it. But that's going to be up and down. It's not going to last. So forget about it almost and use it as a bonus when you're motivated, right? I always use the analogy, you know, motivation is like an orgasm, right? Well, especially for guys and a guy, you know, women's orgasm tends to last longer, right? I think. Let's not go too much off on that conversation. But <laughs> it doesn't last long for guys. Basically, it's a, it's a woman's wall. It's not a guy's wall. But <laughs> no, um, it's like a motivation is like an orgasm, right? It's a fantastic feeling, but it doesn't last. <laughs> All right? So look at it that way. But you've got to set personal standards. Right. So with me, I've got solid personal standards. I've got a sleep routine. I've got the way I eat, you know, training a certain amount of times per week, doing a certain amount of steps or getting outside in nature. I've got all these personal standards, right? Having not checking my phone generally, not always, most of the time, not checking my phone within 30 minutes of waking and taking care of myself first, going out on a walk first and doing what I got to do first before I check my phone. Because essentially, when you look at your phone or stuff like that or emails or whatever, look at it as like poison straight away when you go on there. It's almost like poison, right? Especially if you're going on social media because you're, you're putting all that. And don't get me wrong, it's not all bad, but you're putting stuff in your brain and putting yourself into taking yourself out of that calm state into more of a reactive state, right? So having those personal standards are always going to trump motivation because that essentially is going to sh shape you and it's going to help you stay disciplined because you're going to get that reward. When you have solid personal standards, you get rewarded by that because you're healthier, you show up better, your life improves, right? So personal standards over motivation. Yeah. And then finally, it's guesswork, right? It's really painful when people are guessing a lot when it comes to mindset. 
when it comes to getting in shape. There's so much information out there. It's actually really challenging. I talked about this on the last podcast, the information era, right? It's great. We've got more information available to us than any other time in human history, but especially with nutrition and all that kind of stuff, mindset even, right? There's a lot of conflicting information out there. Most people are confused. And essentially, you know, you're guessing a lot then. You're doing one thing, you're doing another thing, and you're spinning your wheels, and you're just guessing, like with the results you want with your body, for example, and mindset. If you're constantly guessing and you're trying to do this, that, and the other, and you don't have a clear plan, you don't have that clarity in terms of what you should be doing, then ultimately you need to be like tuning into this podcast first and foremost. And I was talking to a client about this yesterday, actually, and I was like, look, be careful here, a new client. And I said, be careful here in terms of like, because she's great, right? She, she's growth-minded, person I love to, love to work with, but she listens to a lot of podcasts, right? And she was going to read a book that I read. And I said, look, I don't want you to read that book, right? All I want you to do is just focus on the fundamentals. She's a type A, right? So she struggled in the past with like all or nothing as well, like uh, some of my best clients. And like I used to struggle with the all or nothing mentality. And I said to her, look, forget about all that. Implement this one. Actually, it was two things. Let's focus on these two fundamentals, okay? Tune into all the stuff you've got in the group. Obviously, all the live coaching calls and the masterminds of my podcast or whatever. Jump on. I think she was on my live just then as well. And just take away all that noise. Let's have that clarity. Forget about all that because that's going to that's gonna pollute your mind almost. And it's going to overwhelm you. And then that's when like the average person then taking my client out of the equation, they start guessing. And then ultimately guesswork gets you nowhere, right? And I was doing this in the past, to be honest. I've been guilty of that with, with my business and stuff like that and the stuff I was doing there. And I hired a mentor and had that clarity and boom, the rest is history, right? So, you know, guesswork is bullshit, essentially, is what I wanted to say uh, with mindset. So anyway, just to wrap this up, ladies and gents, right? Mindset can go really, really deep, right? Like I said at the start, you can binge podcasts. You can tell yourself, you know, I'm learning so much here about mindset and it's amazing, right? Learning is fantastic. But you're getting so much information, my friend, into your brain, more than you ever had in your time, that ultimately you can tell yourself a story like, yeah, great. You could listen to this podcast, for example, and go, look, I learned so much then. It was a great podcast and I really appreciate all the support and I really appreciate the feedback I get from people as well, right? What I really want for you is I want the best for you and I want you to improve the quality of your life, right? So what you got to look at is you can overload yourself. So always try and dissect one or two things out of what I've said. Make Put it in your notes now, for example, after this uh, podcast and go bang, bang. That's really what is valuable to me or even listen back to it, whatever. And that's what I need to improve on. Bang, bang. Okay, let's focus on that. Or put it in your journal if you journal, right? Write down. That's even better because when you put pen to paper, it gets into your brain better. But that's what you got to remember, right? The last thing I want for people is to kind of be in the same position, right? So a lot of people like tune into stuff on social media or online or whatever, or YouTube, and they get all this information and they've been doing this for five years, let's say, but essentially they've got absolutely nowhere in terms of their shape, right? They, they want to improve their health. They've been getting, looking at all these things, getting all these free workouts, listening to this, that, and the other, but they've got nowhere. And if, if anything, they've gone almost backwards a bit, right? Because if you don't change anything or if you change something and then go back to all behaviors, you end up just having a steady decline. So you actually go downhill slowly. That's just what happens, right? It's a negative compound effect over time. So essentially, you know, it's not about the information, it's about implementation I wanted to finish with, right? And with that, ladies and gents, right, I just wanted to let everyone know, right, that I've literally just yesterday opened up six spaces for my 90-day transformation coaching program, okay? And basically, I'm looking for six people who are looking to drop at least two pants, okay? And it, in the US, right? You say pants, right? Uh, using my client Carissa as an example, I'm going to use her as an example. Within 75 days, she dropped three pants sizes, right? So she went from a US size 10 
to U a US size four within 75 days, right? So it goes to show what's achievable, right? But that was the side effect of all the other amazing results she's had with health and with her strength gains and having a disabled uh, son and now being strong enough to carry him. And she said he feels like a feather now, whereas she was struggling before. They're all the main things. And that goes back to the why. But not to go too much, too much, too much on, onto that. I'm actually, by the way, ladies and gents, I'm going to be doing a client hot seat with Carissa. In two, the, the podcast after next is going to be in two weeks' time is going to be with Carissa. I'm doing a, um, an interview with her. So that's going to be awesome. Anyway, so I've opened up six places for my 90-day coaching program. I'm looking for six people who want to drop at least two pants sizes. Okay, you say pants in the US. We say like jeans or bottoms. So jeans or pants or whatever, at least two sizes you're going to drop, ladies or, or guys, men or women, right? At least two pants sizes or jean sizes. Build lean muscle and get stronger physically than you've ever been in your whole life. And that's likely going to happen within the first 30 days in terms of the strength as well, just like Carissa. She was stronger than she's ever been within the first training phase, basically within four weeks. And the third thing then is essentially building structure and routine. And that comes down to the personal standards I was talking about. Like I really help my clients level up their personal standards, right? And build structure and routine into their life that they can actually stick to and sustain. Okay. And that's the key thing for most people. So that's what I'm looking. That's what you're going to achieve within 90 days. All you've got to do, right, if you're looking to get involved is simply drop me a direct message on Instagram with the word, the words level up, okay? Just slide in my DMs on Instagram, level up, drop me that DM, and then we'll chat and I'll see how I can help you and we can, uh, you know, if I think you're going to be a good fit, we're going to be a good fit working together. We can just jump on a Zoom call then and, uh, and shoot the shit basically and, uh, and put a game plan together. Or if you're listening back to the podcast, what I'll do is I'll leave the... Yeah, the best thing is to just message me on Instagram. That's the best thing to do. I'll leave the coaching inquiry form basically in the show notes, right? I'll leave the, um, the, the training and nutrition plan in the show notes. So you can click that and subscribe to my email list and get out for free. And I'll also leave the coaching inquiry form, which you can fill out. But as I say, just drop me a direct message on Instagram is much quicker, more efficient. So we'll, we'll do that basically, right? So yeah. Awesome. Anyway, ladies and gents on the podcast, I'm going to love you and leave you there. So thanks for tuning in and enjoy the rest of your day or evening.